Oh, welcome. Welcome to the Shortway Show. Yes, it is 7 p.m. on the East Coast, and it's Friday evening, and I'm here with you. I know I've been uh, not as active as I could be, but I'm still pretty active, and the amazing Olivia Rondu was on last night. I hope you guys are able to, to stop by and check out what she was doing. Awesome, as always. So happy to have her on board. Right now, I'm focusing a little bit on a New York issue. In fact, this is a New York City issue. And sometimes people say, well, Larry, why do I care about this New York City issue? It's just New York. Yeah, I know. But you hear me say this, and now it's proof more than ever. What happens here will eventually come to you. If you live in New York City, it's happening to you now. If you don't live in New York City, live in New York State, it's right coming at you. New Jersey coming right at you. Live in Utah, you got a couple years before it comes to you. But it's coming. What's happening now in New York City, this is the battleground state. If we hold people here and we hold the government here, the people, totally opposite. If we hold the government here, then we hold them everywhere. This is where everything begins. This is where the mandates begin. This is where the horrible rules begin. All here. So now in New York City, for those of you who don't know, just recently, our city council has agreed that you don't have to be a citizen to vote in New York City. You can just be here and you can vote. doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. Now, for most people, you will go, oh, my God, that's impossible. That must be some kind of mistake, Larry. Who would ever think that? You don't know my city, do you? Yes. And I want to show you a couple of things which will make you understand what's going on and how I feel about this. To be forward, just just to be forward, so you clear where my head is. For some of you, this is black and white. It isn't black and white for me because there are many other issues that also affect this besides just the black and white issue. And let me cover a couple of those before I go to show you what's actually happening. The idea of a sanctuary city, not against that concept. Not against it of a sanctuary county and not just with immigration. I mean, things like, I don't know, Second Amendment and many other things. The concept, and again, this is a concept of a sanctuary city or sanctuary county. I'm not against. I do feel this goes too far because now this is passed, in my view, it's past the Constitution. Now it's past citizenship, right? That's a, That, in my view, is a bridge too far. Do I want American citizens to be more independent on their own and to push back from state and federal government? Yes, yes, and yes, of course I do. But note what I'm saying, consenting U.S. citizen adults. That's what I'm saying. So this to me is a bridge too far. But conceptually, I'm actually in conceptually on this. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm about localization. So this part of it, I agree. It's my view this goes too far, though. But let me... Let me walk down. You'll see some details I'm talking about. So you can be sure. And Philip is, is teasing me. Larry, guest hosting Olivia Rondu show. It's true. It's the Rondu show. It's, it's the Rondu way. It is. It's Olivia's way. I'm just, I'm here guest hosting for her on Friday. She is great. So yes, I'm totally fine with it. In any case, let me, uh, let me show you what, the, what I'm talking about. Just a minute or two. And you'll see where I'm going with this. For those of you who aren't sure what I'm talking about, this should be crystal clear for you. Non-citizens haven't been allowed to vote in New York City until yep. now. Historic yes. decision by the city council today means hundreds of thousands more people will now have access to the ballot box. CBS 2's Ali Bauman. Not just hundreds of thousands. To be clear, eight 
800,000. I'm not joking. 800,000 people. As I've told you many times before, many of you don't, don't know how New York City works. New York City has about 8 million people in it. About a third of them aren't born in the country. Another one third aren't born in the city. So a lot of people can't vote in New York City, right? Only about maximum two million people vote in New York City maximum, even though the city's got, at one point, had over 8.5 million. But no more than about two million can vote. Well, all of a sudden, a whole lot more now. Explains what happens next. Intro 1867A is hereby adopted. With a vote of 33 to 14, the New York City. 33 to 14. This wasn't even close, right? It wasn't like they were like, man, we just, you know, just barely made that. No, wasn't even close. The council moves to give non-citizen New Yorkers the right to vote. We're doing the right way by expanding voting rights. Councilman Adonis Rodriguez is a sponsor of the bill, which will allow about 800,000 immigrants with green cards, work authorization, and DACA recipients. Now, green cards, work authorization, and DACA recipients. Look, if a city wanted to push for the green card, I'm not happy. Am I going to jump through hoops? Mm, Depends on how bad our system is. That goes to the other level. Our system right now in getting people citizenship is a horribly broken system. So we should be revamping that also. And that's the other deeper issue, right? I get why groups of people want to say, I've been here, right? 50 years or 20 years or whatever. So why can't I vote? Why can't I become a citizen? I get it. The system's broken. It's a crappy system. So maybe it's time to add in another privatized system. Like I talk about in the past many times, the idea of having Ellis Islands, even locally, to allow private companies for a fee to walk people through the citizen process, give them whatever rules and regulations are required, testing whatever is required to make it easier for people who have green cards to become citizens or people who are legal immigrants to get green cards. I'm okay with that. I think that would be a good idea if we did that. I I love that concept. To vote in local elections. And we will become a role model, not only for the state of New York, but also for the whole nation. The decision comes after hours of heated. Now he says a role model for the state of New York, hoping that others will copy this. Debate on the council floor. What this bill is going to allow a year from now is someone with a work visa Mm -hmm. to come in and 30 days later be able to vote. This bill. She, he's right. That That is going to wind up happening, right? And some of you may say, well, that's great. Do you really want that? Do you really want that to happen? And then if that's the case, right, once you say that, does that mean people from other states can now come in and vote in local elections? Because you live here now. Do you get to vote twice now? Do you vote in your home country and here? Do you vote in your home state? And here, right? So do you get to, I don't know, be a Jersey, uh, you know, come from Jersey and still keep a uh, a Jersey license registered in Jersey and then come here and get a work document, get work document papers here, whatever, and then vote twice. Now, why do I say that? Because the, it's DACA, green card and work auth- authorization. What many people don't know is New York City literally documents people. We have our own New York City ID card for undocumented workers. So if you're undocumented, 
You can come to New York City, go get an ID. You're now documented. Does that person now get it? But not just that. Everybody, everybody is able to go get a, a, I can go get an ID if I want to. And I'm a U.S. citizen. I can go get an ID. Don't stop me. So what if I, again, live in Connecticut, live in Jersey, work in New York City, go down, get an ID. They give it to me. Now, all of a sudden, I'm voting twice. Is that what happens? Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Perhaps I am. I think in the future, we'll know. But I feel like we haven't dealt with this at all. And maybe we should do the most important thing, which is fix our immigration system. This shouldn't be a problem. This shouldn't be an issue. We should have vibrant, documented workers, vibrant, documented control borders, vibrant, documented people coming in. We could do it. We don't. And now we have this. It's taxation with representation. Now, there's a part of that that's true, right? It's taxation with representation. And I, I see already uh, Phil already pops up. He says all taxpayers should vote regardless of citizenship. In theory, that's true, Phil. And I think she has a valid point. This is a valid point. If I'm paying taxes, shouldn't I vote? Because I need to have taxation with representation. This, again, in theory, on the money. In practice, though, two things. If you come from another country, can't you vote in that country? So don't you get representation in the country you came from? I'm assuming you can go back and vote uh, unless you're a refugee or something. I mean, perhaps. But assuming you're not a refugee, you can't go back to that country. But if you want to, you can probably vote somehow by mail or absentee. Most countries have some form of absentee ballot. So you probably could do that, too, would be my assumption. Right. You should be able to do that. I assume that. And not just that. When you come here, you are. Assuming that you come from, say, you come from whatever, Eastern Europe, you come from Poland, and you kind of come here and work. You recognize that when you come here and work, you are sacrificing that right to vote here to work here. But Larry, can you surrender your rights? Voluntarily, you can. I did when I joined the Marine Corps, right? I joined the Marine Corps. I sacrificed my rights. I did not have freedom of movement. I went where the Marine Corps told me to go. I did not have freedom of movement when I joined the Marine Corps. I didn't have freedom of speech. Right the Marine Corps. I did not. So I, I voluntarily gave up some of my rights for a period of, you know, for four years when I first signed up. I stayed for seven total. But I, I did. I voluntarily gave up my rights. If you come here to work, don't you voluntarily say, you know what? I'm okay not being represented in this country because I want to work here. I can be represented in my country or not. That's my view on this, Phil. But I get your point. It's a valid point and hers is valid too. That, that will be my retort if that makes any sense to what you're saying. So, yes, I hope that, that was clear at least. Shelly says, all citizens should vote regardless of taxpayer status. Ooh, I like that. Shelly, yeah. That, that's it's a good point. I guess with Philip's point, does that mean that if I'm no longer a taxpayer, do I, don't get, do I not get to vote? So, interesting. Okay. Very good retort, Shelly. I like that. Yes. So Benjamin says, sounds like it's time to enlighten immigrants to the LP. I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years. Shelly says, doesn't the work visa come to an end? It does. In fact, most of the um, undocumented workers we have in, I mean, immigrants we have in, in the United States or illegal, whatever you want to call them, um, 
most of them are, uh, they've expired visas, whether they're uh, tourist visas or work visas. Most of them are that. Uh, generally, there's about, remember my numbers, right? There's about 12 million people who are documented workers, um, foreign workers here in America. Uh, no, I'm sorry. There's about 12 million permanent residents, green card holders, give or take 12 million, and like two or three million uh, documented workers, like people who've come on certain visas, work visas, I think about three million, give or take, and about 11 million undocumented uh, or illegal um, workers slash immigrants here. Um, so there's a lot, 20 some odd million total. If you count all of them together, it's a big deal. Rebecca says, so visiting actors from the UK uh, have a work visa can vote in New York City. That would be correct, Rebecca. Yes, that'd be correct. 100%. That, that would be accurate. Yes. So uh, Shelly says, we as New Yorkers are taxed more than others. Should we get extra votes? Oh, Shelly, look at that. So you get extra votes for extra tax? Okay. Is that other? And is it by percentage or total amount you pay? So if your percentage is higher, do you get it or not? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, Barbara says, not if you're a visitor. I'm unsure because the issue is if you got, if you got a New York City ID, which you can get very simply by simply somehow proving that you have a bill or have a lease or anything like that, um, you could, uh, you you could actually do it even if your lease is not um, recognized. If that makes any sense, because there are a lot of illegal people who are um, there are a lot of people who are renting illegally in illegal par- illegal apartments here. So even that you can actually get an ID. So I'm not sure, Bob. I think that's not the intent of it. But my worry is that's what will happen. In New York State, in New York City, I'm sorry. Let me finish this up. Majority Leader Lori Cumbo questioned the potential impacts on city politics. This particular legislation is going to shift the power dynamics in New York City yes. in a major way. Yep. And we do not have the numbers or the information to know how that is going to impact African-American communities. Now, the, the point is, her point's a valid one. I don't like where she went with it. She went right to race which is fine. I guess that's her constituency and that's what she wanted to do. It's fine. But I wouldn't have gone there. I would have gone to, is this going to shake up a city that in reality only has about 2 million people who vote at max? And now you're going to add 30% on top of that. Boom. 35%, 35% on top of that. Blam. Here it is. Here's 35%. That's a big change, I think, or maybe not. If Mayor de Blasio signs it to law, New York City will become the largest U.S. city to grant non-citizens ballot access. We're all going to be better off when the people who are invested in the future of our city have a say in the direction of our city. Now, there's a couple of things that have both of those two. De Blasio actually isn't sure if he wants to do it. De Blasio. Let me say that again. De Blasio is not sure if this is a good idea. In case you didn't hear me, I want to make sure you get that. My mayor who thinks every bad idea is amazing. He thinks, you know what? Maybe this is too far. If de Blasio thinks something's going too far, we should probably rethink it. I mean, really. Like, he's like, no, wow. I mean, I'm a communist, but I mean, (laughs) that's what de Blasio is. So that's an issue. But then what that woman just said, I know that sounds good, but is it real? Right. Is it real that because you're an immigrant or because you're here, you have more or less of an interest in the city in the future? I would argue that you might not. 
You might just be here to make your money and go back home to your home country. People do that. Some don't. Some stay here forever. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm not against. I hope they stay here. But some take their money and, and go home, which is fine, too. If you're paying your taxes and everything, pay your taxes and head home when you're done working. No worries. That's all good, too. But a huger chunk, uh, a larger chunk of those people, probably the ones who are leaving and they're renters, not owners. And often they're transient. They come in work, then leave, then they move. Are those really the people who care more about the community? I'm not sure that's true. It sounds good, but I think I may just be talking. Opponents argue it's unconstitutional and threaten to sue. And I'll bring this up again for those of you. This goes to Second Amendment, too. There are a lot of you, particularly those of you who are more conservative. You will very often say it's against the Constitution. And I tell you all the time, New York doesn't care. And you get mad at me and get, oh, my God, New York doesn't care. This is why you rarely hear me when I'm talking, particularly New York City people, about what's constitutional. They don't care. That is not an issue. None of them go, we can't do that. That's not constitution. They say, is it right or wrong in my mind? That's it. And that's what's happening here. So, of course, there's a constitutional question. Duh. And 30, what what was it, 33 to 12 or whatever the number was, overwhelmingly, they voted, do it. They're not concerned. Now, you might say, well, they should be. Maybe they should be, but they're not. So I don't bring that argument up. That argument always fails. I have to bring up other arguments that they will care about. That one, they clearly don't. Traditional election law, municipal home rule law that we are seemingly going around uh, mm-hmm. to pass this bill. Unstirred supporters are already looking to the next municipal election in 2023. What we have to do is now create a city voting process that allows uh, legally permanent residents to vote. But it's not legally permanent residents. See, that's what I'm saying. If it was green card owners, while I'm still not happy about it, it's not crazy to me if that makes any sense. If, again, if it makes any sense, it's not crazy to me because, okay, they're legally permanent residents. It's just time before they get citizens. The system is broken and they have to wait a long time. Okay, if that was true. But what he said is not true. It's work authorization. That's the word being used work authorization and DACA recipients. That's broader if that makes any sense that's broader so i'm not i'm not sure um that's what it is and his next part this is now we have to have a separate system uh, how how do you divvy it up because it's only a local election right but in an election year very often there are things that are statewide things that are things that are are um national and it could also be on the same year of local elections so now we're going to have two separate ballots one for the citizen, one for the non-citizen? How are you going to administer that? I mean, already you have many people on the right who think every election is is fraudulent and bad. This is just going to add fuel to the fire, isn't it? Mayor de Blasio has been hesitant to fully support the bill. De Blasio's hesitant. I never thought I could say I'm on the same side as de Blasio. Look, broken clock. Even de Blasio's right sometimes. There we go. See, I I have found an issue that de Blasio and I agree on. Look at that. See, I'm a uniter. I am a uniter. Even I can find something that de Blasio and I agree on. Look at that.
Collins says he believes there are still outstanding legal questions, yes. but ultimately the mayor said he will likely respect the council's decision. Ooh. In Lower Manhattan, Ali Bauman, CBS2 News. Non-citizens. You would, uh, you guys would enjoy that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me grab a couple uh, a comments, and then I want to show you one more piece that is a bit more personal on those issues. Let me keep going here. Let's see. <clears throat> Um, let's see here. If you are not a citizen by neither birth nor passing the test, you should not be allowed to vote. I think most people would agree with you, Laura. And I don't think that's crazy at all. It it seems, it seems to make sense, right? It, I feel like that makes, and most people think that. Dan says, can I go and live in another country as a non-citizen and be allowed to vote in that country's elections? There are a couple where you can. It's very few. And of course, to be forward, those countries usually you pay you is pay to play. So a couple, but it's very rare. Most time you cannot, right? You can't do it. Um, I think probably not because most countries have enough common sense to figure out that if you want to influence decisions made in the country, you should be a citizen of that country. I would agree. But there are a couple, like someone could tease you, Dan, and say, well... In this case, I know there are a couple of countries where you could go there, be a citizen for cash, and then vote. That It does exist, but it's grossly rare, and in general, you're right. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's see here if I can do this. Uh, let's see here. Dave says, we should get extra voters. Where are they going to find these extra voters? I like that. That would help. That's good. Dan says, if de Blasio hates it, maybe I should keep an open mind about it. Very good, Dan. Okay, you know what? Point taken. If de Blasio doesn't like it, maybe I should be like, huh, maybe this is good. I've changed my mind. This is a great thing. If de Blasio hates it, that's great. Absolutely. I, I do like that. Yes. So let me see if I can keep doing this here. Um, Michael says, it's still unconstitutional whether they care or not. Unconstitutional laws are void. But they aren't, Michael. That's the point. I wish you were right. They're not. What we don't realize, and and too many people don't understand is, if no one enforces it, then it doesn't matter. The Constitution isn't magical. If people don't enforce it, it doesn't matter. That's just the fact, right? So if they let it go, then it it goes. So I get what you're saying, but look, 99% of, of gun laws are unconstitutional, but you still go to jail. So the, the Constitution doesn't magically make you not go to jail. The Constitution is enforced by people. And if people don't care about the Constitution, the Constitution doesn't matter. And that may make you upset, but it's a fact. If people don't care about the Constitution, the Constitution doesn't matter. They have to care about it and defend it and, and act accordingly. This is one of my biggest issues with the voting piece, right? I'm glad you brought this up. In theory... Every American is supposed to learn the Constitution. Sadly, our school system is a colossal failure, and we don't. But you're supposed to. So at least in theory, you're supposed to. And even if you don't know the Constitution, as an American, assuming that you're either raised here or you stay here long enough to become naturalized, um, if you're a naturalized citizen, you've studied at least a couple times because you have to pass a test, so you'll at least study the Constitution. As an American who's been living here, you either were raised on it or at least heard about it and have a clue what it is. What happens when you're not that? So now you come from a country that doesn't have a a similar constitution to us, whatever country that is. You're here for 30 days, six months, whatever, and you can now vote. You don't know our constitution. You have no idea. Most haven't, I mean, 
You don't have to read our constitution, not required, but all of us have a clue what it is if we're American. If you're if you're a naturalized citizen, you've read it at least once, probably multiple times. Have these people? Is that a requirement? It can't be a requirement. So I think your point is even stronger, Michael. If more people who don't understand or respect the constitution of voting, we're going to have more unconstitutional laws and more unconstitutional representatives, which again is part of my point. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm getting your point and saying this is making things worse. Shelly's uh, there already. Thank you. Shelly's with you already. Absolutely. She, she goes, if New York City wants to cede. Mm. Scott says, non-citizens should not vote for this paramount reason. Uh, if they are not citizens, they have a place to escape to. That's a good point. Wow, Scott, that's a good point. You're right. Citizens do not. Non-citizens don't have the same amount of skin in the game. You know, it's a very good point, right? So if I'm a citizen of whatever, I'm going to show you someone right now who's a citizen of Venezuela. And while I may not want to be in Venezuela now because it's a disaster, but if New York City becomes a disaster, I can always go back to Venezuela. You're right, because I'm Venezuelan. But if I'm not Venezuelan, I'm, I'm, I'm a city kid. This is my country. I'm still in my city. It's so easy for me to leave. I have roots here. I have family and friends here. I have a business here. It's not so easy for me to leave. It's a very valid point. Yeah, it's a very valid point. Let me grab this next one if I could. Um, I'll show you. Um, I'll show you this, this is another report. It's a little, bit, a little bit longer, but not much longer. And it's a bit more personal in a different way. Expresses some other issues. You don't see this every day, but this mm-hmm. is New York City with twice weekly tango classes on a city pier. That is New York. This is Jacqueline Godoy, who will soon be doing something else you don't expect. We're going to feel like uh, uh, truly New Yorkers. Godoy yep. is a non-U.S. citizen who can now vote in New York City's local elections. Now, there's one thing that I want to say that's great about New York City. I bring it up all the time. People so get so angry about America and say, we hate immigrants, we're bad against immigrants, blah, blah, utter garbage. Just not true. That is not true. America is not perfect. I don't, please, we are not perfect. But relative to every other country, no country does immigration better than we do. Most are terrible at it. Most are horrible. They don't integrate well. They put, they're, they're horrible. Relative to the rest of the world, we're great at this. Now, again, we're not perfect, make mistakes, absolutely, but relatively. New York City is the best on the planet, and that is no exaggeration. You can be from any place in the world. You live in New York City for about five to ten years, you're a New Yorker, and we accept you as such, and we don't fight you at all, and yep, you're one of us. That's how we think in New York City. There's, you can't live in Paris for five years and be Parisian. That doesn't work. You can't live in Moscow for 10 years and, and be Russian. That does not work. It's not how it works. In New York City, yes, that's how it works. You're here for five or 10 years. You're one of us. Why? Because a third of this city is not born in the country. Another third of the city is not born in the city. Most of us in this city are not born here. I'm the oddball. I'm born in Manhattan, lived in the Bronx, Queens, and Manhattan. So I'm the oddball. Most people in this area that I live with, most of the people in the city, can't say that. So it's very common for people in New York City to say, where are you from? That's not an insult. That's just normal. So she wants to be like all of us. I get it. I get her desire. 
Much different, she says, than voting in her home country of Venezuela. It is yeah. well known that the uh, election over there had been fraudulent. So over here, somehow, you have uh, um, some guarantees and uh, you can make sure that your vote counts. You know, what's funny is she says that this kind of the situation now, I feel like it's tone deaf. I f- and, and it is because if you look at what's happening in New York City, for those of you who don't know, New York City is six to one Democrat to Republican. Yes, I'll say it again. Six to one. Six Democrats for every one Republican in New York City. So they they can be tone deaf, but the rest of the country is still fighting over whether the election was rigged or not, blah, blah, and what's fraud and voter rights and all that stuff. And New York City is like, yeah, let's just throw 800,000 more people in a row, whatever. It literally just feeds the fire, doesn't it? Today, we are making history here. On Thursday, the New York City Council passed a law giving 800,000 more people the right to vote. That includes those with work authorizations, green cards, so-called dreamers who settled in the United States as minors and other legal non-citizens. And of that's that's the see, that's the one and other. New York City. Some of you live in New York City know this. If you don't live in New York City, you don't know this. New York City documents its own workers. We just say, come on down, get documented. Yes, New York City documents workers like we just like driver's licenses. Boom, there's your New York City license. You are now documented. That's how we work. So that the and other. Oh, my God. For me, bridge too far. No way. New York City is not the first. Several yes. cities in Maryland, Vermont, and California offer some voting rights to non-citizens. This is true. I don't want to be, this is some people don't know. San Francisco was the first one who did it in 2016. How's that working? I mean, maybe it's related. Maybe it's not. But all I know is a whole lot of people in San Francisco are unhappy and leaving that city. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Could have nothing to do with it. But if that's my example, if my example is San Francisco, the rest of it recently, I think Maryland was like 2020. Uh, and a couple of states actually did it. Uh, Vermont was, yeah, I think Vermont was like this year. So we don't we don't have anything else to look at right now. The only city we had to look at right now was San Francisco. The other ones, we don't have enough data to look at. San Fran does not look great to me, but that maybe that's just me. So, and also San Fran is not the same immigrant population that New York has. So it's, it, the impact would be different compared to New York, with the, which we are a massive immigration city. I mean, massive. No other city can match that. So I think that that's a, a big difference. But now there are five five states, I think, Arizona, South Dakota, Flor- Florida, Colorado, and one more. Mississippi? I forgot one of those. Maybe Mississippi, but one of those uh, five states that have actually passed laws or or constitution has said, no, you may not vote if you are not a citizen. It's legally, you can't do it in their state. Those are the only five who've done it. Ever the state, this could happen, and this might start happening. So, yes. But the idea is not expected to expand to state or federal elections. I think at federal level, no. Uh, given the, the current Congress. Um, Hold on. He says federal level, no, given the current Congress. 
What happens if that Congress changes? What happens if that Congress changes? The same level it's possible, I think. So, so let me go back. This is what I was talking about earlier, right? Well, it's unconstitutional. But if the Congress passes the law and the Supreme Court doesn't do anything, does it matter if it's unconstitutional at that point? The, the, the systems have to function, right? Our institutions have to work. If the institutions don't work, it can be unconstitutional all at once. It's still going to happen and you're still going to jail. There probably would be more resistance. On the streets of the nation's most populous city, thoughts are mainly positive. Look at this. They're in their schools, their universities, they're in their work. Um, so they're actually contributing to um, you know, our society already. So why not give them a voice to vote? This is a common thought process. For those of you who might be thinking, this is crazy. No, this is a common thought process in New York City. And whether you was living here 30 days or 30 years, we all should be treated equally. Finding someone opposed. He said 30 days. He had 30 days. You should vote. So the measure is not easy in this city of more than 3 million immigrants. 3 but million there are immigrants. Some. So letting them here and giving them the right to at least work here, they should be happy with that. Meanwhile, Republican New York State Senator. Just want to be clear about that. 3 million immigrants in my city. One third. Right? 3 million immigrants. Imagine. That's larger than every other city in America. I have more immigrants in my city than every other city has population. Huge. Rob Ort wrote that allowing non-citizens to vote is wrong as it would devalue the votes of citizens and is disrespectful to immigrants who work towards citizenship and the privilege to vote. Well, there's another piece, right? It does the, does the immigrant population, depending upon the city, does it by default, and it's an open question, I actually don't know the answer to this question, uh, does it by default disenfranchise other minorities? So minorities that have been here, minorities that maybe have had institutionalized, you know, uh, racist laws and racist systems that have kept them away from voting, does, does this disenfranchise them? I don't know the answer to that question, but it's, it's a valid question. There's also the work involved in issuing two sets of ballots, mm -hmm. an additional one for the new voters limited to local contests, when state and federal offices are also in play. Well, I yep. think it's going to be a huge administrative challenge, I actually, to the Board of Elections right. to do this right. You want the Board of Elections to do this right? They couldn't handle ranked choice voting. Now we got to do this. <sighs> Intro 1867A is hereby adopted. As the saying goes, it takes two to tango. Yep. Godoy says for her first election, she will vote for a candidate the way she chooses a dance partner. Someone who connects with her and in whom she trusts. Carolyn Pursuti. Bueno, bueno. There we go. We are good. So this is an issue, right? Am I off on my concerns or, or what I'm worried about? That is... Those things are what I'm concerned about. I feel like we might have gone too far on this one. However, what I think this does do over anything else is it absolutely does show that our system is broken, right? If we had a better immigration system, this wouldn't be a thing, right? And it shouldn't be a thing, but it is because we have a broken immigration system. Let me grab a couple more of these.
Robert says, I think the work authorization part would mean that these authorized immigrant workers are paying taxes. So on a local level, they they should be able to vote. I'm not sure I 100%, uh, agree 100%, but I get the concept. Me too, right? I, I get the concept. I do. I feel that this hasn't been thought at all, right? Thought through well at all. I think this is much more knee-jerk. That's my view only because it constantly is. Tony V, how are you, sir? I have been thankful in recent years for the third branch of government. What do you think the courts will do if they are brought in? My worry is recently the courts have not been solving anything. They've been kicking stuff down the road and saying nothing, right? They didn't touch gerrymandering. They didn't touch um, um, the Texas law recently. Today, yesterday, whenever that was, my worry is they don't do anything. They don't, that's my worries. Is they just go, go back to the States, good luck, whatever happens, happens. That's my worry, but... I think we have to have a rule on this and I feel bad. So yes, Michael says that means the government's breaking the law. So who governs the government, Michael supposed to be us. But when the population is like, no, we're good. So if the population is like, no, no, we're good. Constitution. I don't care if the population doesn't care and the government doesn't care. There we go. Absolutely. So, all right. Joe says, Bill of Rights are laws and freedoms written by wealthy slave owners. So, uh, one uh, Ryan says, one of the most primitive, thing, primitive things is making your own weapon. 3D print tanks already. Not sure where you're going with that one. But, yeah. <laughs> True. But I'm not sure. So, yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, Real Name Hidden says, I voted for Joe in 2020, but this country has a national security problem down south and overseas, thanks to Biden-Harris. I completely agree. And this this is my biggest point of all this. What I take from all of this is, as always, I look past the branches and I go to the root. And the root of this is broken immigration systems. That's the root. The root is broken immigration systems. You are correct. If we fixed our immigration system and immigration rules and regulations and our entire system, this wouldn't be an issue. One of the biggest reasons why this happens is because of one, undocumented workers, two, DACA, three, people who've been in our country legally with green cards for a decade or more and can't become citizens because the system is so backed up and broken. Though you fix those three things, this isn't even a thing. No one, no one even cares about this. This happens because our system is so broken. So I think you're right. And I wish you would. And I've been talking about fixing the system since 2016. I've had a plan to fix the border for five years. A plan to fix undocumented workers for five years. No one even cares about it. They don't want to fix it. Republicans love this. Democrats love this because all this does is make us fight more. They're happy. No one gets nothing gets fixed. We we fight each other. Awesome. That's all they care about. Yes. All right. Let's see here. Rebecca says Fed's already getting involved. Rubio tweet is going to file a bill to not give cities who do this government funds. Not sh- yes. Right. And there, there we go. This is how the government controls this part. Rebecca, I hate. I understand what Rubio's doing. I do. I hate this part. Why? B, 
because that's how the governor, that's how the federal government controls you. By, by taking away federal funds. Do as we say, local citizens. This is why I like localism. I wish Rubio had no power over this. I wish only the courts would only. Courts should. Tony V is right. The courts are the ones who should have any jurisdiction over this, right? Michael's right. It's, it seems unconstitutional to me. And the court should step in and go, unconstitutional. No. De Blasio thinks it's unconstitutional. So courts should be dealing with this, not Rubio. I get why he's doing it. I think it's a terrible idea. I don't want to encourage federal government to control local municipalities and states and cities by withholding funds. They shouldn't be having those funds in the first place. But yes, I get why he's doing it. I can't stand it. Yes. So Phil says, can upstate New York voters vote downstate? You know, Phil, I feel like because of that part with the and others, I feel like this is rife with fraud. Hmm. Opens up fraud. I can't say it is yet, but it, I feel like it opens up a lot of fraud. That's my worry. I feel like it opens up a lot of fraud, particularly for a local election. Um, in a in a tight race in, say, I don't know, Staten Island or Brooklyn or some parts of Manhattan, where I think maybe a Republican or Democrat might win or lose in certain tight areas, do people try to flood the zone with undocumented or people from other states or countries to push, you know, a local victory? I mean, it could do it now in theory, but it's a whole lot harder now before the law. Now it's easier. Is it worth it? Maybe. What if you want to get Amazon into Astoria? Right. Or you want to get, you know, uh, the Barclays Center into Brooklyn. Do you force an issue to get a multi-billion dollar deal? Seems juicy. Maybe. So, Yeah. So this, uh, um, Shelley says, every single immigrant I know are great citizens. I would agree. My family's full, full of immigrants. My mother was an immigrant. My wife's an immigrant. Her parents are immigrants. Yes. Lot, yes, I agree. Absolutely. Um, Dan says, love it or hate it, it's here. Seems to me this is fertile ground for the Libertarian Party. They don't have republicanism or democratism ingrained from birth. I smell opportunity. Dan, I'm with you. I'm trying. Absolutely. Yes. Brian says, get libertarians on the local ballot, and then libertarians from all over the country can come vote for them in office. This is true. Yes. But look, let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. Um, Libertarianism is difficult. So that's the perfect time. Thank you for that. For me to bring up my brand new sponsor, libertarianism.com. I'm not joking. Libertarianism.com is the place to send people who want to actually learn about libertarianism. You might go, wait a minute, lad, that's going to be boring. It's going to be about Mises and Hayek and Rothbard. No, it's not at all, at all. Click the link right there and go, then I'll show you what it looks like. It's grossly simple, and it's actually about, it's going to sound crazy, it's about happiness. I'm not joking. That's it right there. Click that link, you head over to Learn Libertarianism, and you can earn free merch, those cool shirts like that. I know you do. You might think, well, wait a minute. Like, do I really want that cool shirt? I do. There's a store right there. And you get the you get the merch if you get the points for taking the, the, the tests and learning. You then get it. You get look at that cool human respect shirt right there. What a cool human respect shirt that is. Right? You want I know you want that. Of course you do. Right there. Persuasion, not coercion. What a great shirt. Rules without rulers. Cool shirts. 
if you want to go buy one, you can, but you don't have to. Take the test, get the points, and it's hand to you. See how easy that is? Little cool cup, rules without rulers. Look at that. Little stickers, a tote bag, rules without rules. Come on, that's cool. You can actually do that, take the test, and you might say, well, wait a minute, Larry, this is a hard test. It's not. There's the courses right there. Human respect, moral foundation. That's what it is right there. Environmental progress, self-organization and self-government. All right there. Personal growth and development. They're all there. Yeah, check my profile. That's me. Look at that handsome man right there. That's my profile. I took a course already. I'm not just talking trash. I took a course already. You can take a course if you want to. Right? There's my points right there. And that's what I'm taking right there. You can go there also. Take a couple of courses. Enjoy. It's about happiness. I'm not joking. The first course is all about happiness and how happy people do better things and how hurt people hurt. Yes, it's about happiness. I talk about it all the time. It's about respect. I talk about it all the time. Literally. Hold on. I will show you. Literally. Let me dump this right here. Mutual respect. The way to mutual respect is what I talk about all the time. Right here. Libertarianism.com. Do me a favor, guys. Click that link. Sign up. Take a course or two. Or if you don't want to, okay, don't, don't. Share it and have your friend take it. Have your friends here. They're going to say, Libertarian, you're about mean, being bad. No, no, about happiness and not hurting people and no and, and persuasion, not coercion. This is the best place for you to do this. So please take a few seconds. Click that link. Take one course. Get some cool merch. I'm going to get some. I'm going to be wearing a shirt in a couple of days. I'll be wearing that shirt too. See it right here. I'll wear a shirt also. So do that if you can, of course. And as always, as you hear me talk about all the time, like, comment, share. It does matter. Libertarianism.com, great place to go. Enjoy. Please do it. All right. Let me keep going if I if I could. Take some more, uh, take some more uh, comments if I can. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, Shelly says Pelosi ruined San Francisco for the Democrats. Mm. I think more than her. It wasn't just her. It yeah, yeah, exactly. David says, I'll take a box of absentee ballots, the thousand mile away vote. With no race in New York, puts Larry Shop over top. <laughs> well, yeah, I like it. That bad. Yes. Um, the Rocket Man says voting is for American citizens only. We've always thought that, right? I mean, I this this to me seems yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um so, uh, Michael says you're making a great case for the Constitution Convention of the States in Article 5. Yes, Michael, and it's funny you say that because if I go back about three to four years, I was against it. I was. I was against the Constitutional Convention. I was. Um, I'm no longer. Um, I, I was worried. I was scared. Now I'm like, no, let's do this. I'm on board. I'm with you. Yes. Constitutional Convention is a great idea. I, I, wish, I wish I realized that years earlier. I was scared of it. I'm no longer. I'm like, yep, let's do it. Yes. Philip says, what happens when conservative Hispanics, Africans, Asians, and Eastern Europeans vote for Republicans? That might happen. That might happen. Generally speaking, first generation don't. Second and third tend to. It's a general rule. That's not a 100% rule, but it's a general rule. Generally speaking, once once it's a generation or two, they start to, they start to go more towards um, conservative voters. Tends to be true. Yes. So, all right. All right. Um, all of a sudden, the left will build that wall. Yeah, it's probably true. Yes. 
Shelly says, off topic, but Olivia did a great job filling in. I'm so glad she did. I'm so glad you guys like her. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. Um, Ryan says, our biggest problem is blue versus red over social issues while they work together behind the scenes, pillaging through tax and regulations. We are bled by the big government corporatocracy. Yes, you are correct. This again, if this right now, Ryan, you, you bring up a very valid, you bring up a very valid point. This right now is just fueling the fire for more, um, for more, um, I'm looking for futility. Maybe is the right word. Just more fighting for nothing, right? Just fighting over things that don't matter. I mean, this one kind of matters, but there are issues that matter. We're worried about who votes versus what are they voting on? I mean, even if 800,000 more people vote, we're still going to have garbage New York city policies. So now more people will vote for things that will destroy the city. So I really would rather spend more time um, focusing on the issues. You're right. This Makes it worse. Yes. And then Ryan says, rules without rulers. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great. Paul is checking that out. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Yes, 100%. Shelly says, you probably feel like there's a lot of fraud because there's a lot of fraud. That would be a reason. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Dan says, I'm a nerd. Is a bookstore drop down coming to libertarians.com? Ooh. All right. I'm going to tell them that, Dan, right away. Yes. Thank you for that feedback. That is wonderful feedback. I'm going to tell them that right away. Yes. 100%. Yes. All right. Great. All righty. So, yeah. Um, Brian's got to run. He's, thank you. I appreciate it. Good Good talking to you. So, yeah. Uh, that's great. The, the The book piece is an interesting piece. Maybe I should be doing... Um, maybe I should be thinking about that book piece. It's not bad. But the videos are interesting. See if I can find the... In, in, uh, um, if I can find um, the videos right now. I can show you one. Let me see if I can, if I can find it right now. I'll see if I can show you where I am. Yeah. All right. Let me show you where I am right now. And you can see they're actually very simple videos. Just having you think about what's important and what's not. The thing that's good about all of the things from libertarianism.com and everything that I show you, everything that I show you whenever I do is because I want something that will make you think and get you to have better conversations with others. I've been talking about this for years. We're going to change this country through hundreds and hundreds of conversations. There are a lot of people who want to be a sponsor on my show, or they want me to sell their stuff or pitch their stuff all the time. I usually say no, because it's just more stuff, which I'm not against stuff. Stuff is great, but lots of people can move stuff. I want to move things that move people. That's what I want. I'm trying to do that better. I mean, it may come down to moving whatever it takes to pay bills. However, I'm not there yet. Hopefully, I won't be there at all. We'll hope. But right now, I'm trying to move things that move people, right? That's my goal. I want to move things that move people. This does. So you think about it here. This is just, uh, it's, um, here's a video, right, for how uh, people who are suffering. Short video, YouTube. You watch it. Answer a bunch of questions. It's that simple. You think this is libertarianism? Yes. Yes. Personal responsibility. You taking care of you. Allowing people to be free to be happy. This is what we're about. And this is the first site I've seen that actually covers that. 
It doesn't just go, let me tell you about the economic theory of so-and-so, or let me, you know, push this on why anarchy is the only answer, right? It doesn't do just that. There's tons of websites that do that, and that's fine. This one, anyone can go to and just watch and look at it and go, huh, you guys are about that? Huh, I didn't think that. That's why I'm asking you, take a couple seconds. It's it's short. It's interesting. Your friends might might enjoy it and they might want to chat right about those things that that's why i'm bringing it up so any case i want to grab a a couple other ideas one of them is i really want in my perfect world for this to not be an issue because i am torn by it right some things that phil said make total sense to me i get it some things that michael says make total sense to me i get it i can see both sides of this argument But I walk down the road and say to myself, why am I fighting the branches when I should fight the root? And the root is a broken immigration system. And you might say, Larry, can you really fix that? You can. And here's one of the, we have an example of it now. In in, in New York State, and I assume other states do the same thing, but I know in New York State, if you want to get your car inspected, it is a state inspection, right? The state inspects your car, but the state doesn't. The state allows local gas stations and service stations to inspect your car. They go through the official whatever documentation, blah, blah. You get your stamp. They put it in. Your car is inspected. You don't have to go to a government agency to get your car inspected. Great. Why can't we copy that in many things? Why can't we have a system to where you you can uh, get get your, um, your citizenship or your green card? through private companies, organizations that make that happen. Civic associations who want to support their own people. As long as the government says, here are the rules. They must know this, accept accept this, do this, do that. I would bet you would have better engaged citizens. I'd bet you have citizens who actually, it's going to sound horrible. I've been to, I've been to citizenship ceremonies. And if any of you have, you'll get this too. A lot of American citizens who new, new citizens, they can't speak English at all. Can't speak it. You may go, Larry, they're supposed to. They can't. It's a fact. They don't even know when they call their name. If you, I'm not making this up. If you go to an, a, 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 um, a ceremony, you'll see it. They'll say, you know, whatever, whatever the person's name is, you know, Vlad Dowchimsky made that up, whatever the name is, right? And they got looking around. Oh, is that me? Oh, and he'll only speak, say, Polish or Russian or whatever. Is that a Russian name? I'm making it up, whatever. For the sake of argument, that's a Russian name. And then he'll come out. They have to tap him on the shoulder. He won't even know. He doesn't know what's happening in a ceremony. He doesn't know because he can't speak English. I'm not okay with that. And you might go, Larry, are you saying that, you know, everyone has to speak English to be an American? Yeah. I'm not saying it has to be your first language. Of course not. You can speak as many languages as you want. Please keep your native tongue. Please. Please speak many languages. That's amazing. And you speak English. That's not crazy. Why? So you can function well in our society. That's the reason. If you don't want to learn English, you don't have to. I'm not forcing you. You should not have to. But you shouldn't be a citizen then. Come here and work. Don't speak English. If if you can work without speaking English, no worries. I don't mind. You're a worker here. And if you don't have to communicate in English, eh, don't. No worries. But if you want to become a citizen, you should probably learn to speak English. It can be broken, but you should understand the ceremony that you're in. 
I would bet that if private organizations did it, they'd be more effective, more efficient. They'd have better English learning skills. Why? Because many local communities actually have more, better ESL plans than the government does. ESL is English as a second language. Many local civic communities actually have better ESL um, programs than the government does. Now you make that rule that they pass a certain English test, pass this test, pass that test. As long as they're passing the test, we're good. Is there a chance there'll be fraud? Of course, there's always a chance. But there'll be less chance because if they're caught, they're punished. Less chance they're going to be fraudulent. There will be fraud. There's fraud now. So I'm not going to get rid of fraud. But now, if the, let's say you found out that um, a year from now, that there were 10,000 um, immigrants um, who got citizenship who shouldn't have gotten citizenship. What's the punishment? Nothing. They just give the immigration services more money and move on. That's all. No punishment. What if some private company did it? Oh, some people going to jail. Oh, yeah. Some people go to jail. That's correct. And they know that. So the odds are there will be less fraud, fraud, fraud than there is in the current system. They simply are. And I would say the same argument with every time you've allowed the private sector to do something is, you know, look at look at UPS versus the post office, UPS and FedEx. Right. Are do you do they lose packages? Of course they do. It has happened. But they're better than the post office. They're not perfect. FedEx is not perfect by any means. Neither is UPS. Better than the post office. So I would say you could do this again and again and again. I think that's my 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 piece. That's important. Right. I really think we could fix this. And if we fix this, none of this would matter. So anyway, let me let me keep going here. Um, Shelly says, in Mexico, ESL is taught to kindergartners to 10th grade. Yes, I teach it in Japan. Absolutely, yes. So Paula says, Larry, I hope we can move you to the governor's mansion so I can say they go back to you again. That would be nice. I would like that very much. Yes. Rebecca says, our queen brought the mask back to New York. More mandates. I know we never learn. We never learn. Ever, 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 we never learn. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this evening. Do me a favor. Head to libertarianism.com. It does matter. Support my sponsors. That's how we move the show forward. Thank you for watching. Olivia, yes, I do appreciate that. Hope this was interesting for you. I hope my take on a New York City, you know, non-citizen voters was an interesting take. I hope you saw that this is a problem that has deep roots and the branches aren't as critical if we fix the root as is always. So enjoy. I'm going to be taking off here to try to enjoy my weekend before back to work. I will see you all very soon.